Emery blocked kick to go the other way, too. He's got to be careful and get it up. On the way. No, returned by Chris Davis. Davis goes left. Davis gets a block. Davis has another block. Chris Davis. No flags. Touchdown, Auburn. An answered prayer. Gonzaga, the flipper still fits. Kemba Walker, step back. Walker, Cardiac Kemba does it again. Whoa, he has trouble with the snap. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Campus Tour podcast. We are back yet again. We've delayed the recording a couple times. But we're we finally <laughs> finally made it work, so we're back together here. Uh, we got a we got a kickoff just to you know get a little uh, review of last week while we were in Vegas and lost some of our money. We got a film class of an all-time game, probably one of my favorite games in our lifetime, uh, for sure. We got fashion 101. We're going to diss on some terrible uniforms, and then we're going to close out with student loans. I went with student loans instead of uh, fourth quarter this time because the games this week kind of suck, if I'm being completely honest. So, yeah, let's get into uh, kickoff. As I mentioned, we were in Vegas. We lost some money. We got a game here that I covered that I won, Alabama at Florida. I was very shocked by how close it was. Emory Jones, he looked good on the ground, at least this time. I think he's starting to realize, you know, maybe through the ground is the best way for me to go. So yeah. he, he had 80 yards on the ground. He went 17 for 27 on passing. So, I mean, it's not yeah. nothing too 64%, bad, not, not right. horrible, but right. yeah. Well, what did you see? What did you like in this game? So obviously you're going to roll your eyes, but I liked Bryce Young again, obviously. He looked better. He looked good. Yes, he did. He had 240 yards, three TDs. Um, The thing that really stood out to me in this game is the resilience by the Gators. I mean, they were down 21 to three um, in the second quarter. Anyone playing Alabama knows, you know, if you're down by 18, it's not looking good. It could turn into a blowout and, to come right. back and only lose by two. That was really impressive to me. The other thing that impressed me was the Florida defense. I mean, John Mechie only had 49 yards. He had no touchdowns and only six receptions. And that really stood out to me because he's one of the star receivers for Alabama. So, I mean, yeah, credit to Florida. Coming into this game, I thought this was a cover for Alabama. I think it was 15 and a half. And yeah, they really shocked me. So, Look out in the SEC. Who knows what the Gators can do this year? Yeah. I think on the podcast, I even had Alabama covering, and then we got to Vegas, and I was thinking. Switched it. Yeah, freshman on the road, first SEC game. Maybe maybe Florida can do something, and they did. But I, I really I'm, – I'm not in love with Alabama skill players, to be honest with you. Like, I, I'm not in love no. with, with Bri- uh, Brian Robinson – 
I mean, John Mechie's good, but I think he's good as a third wide receiver on Alabama. Um, I, yeah, I just I don't think the skill players are there, you know, to to make them they're they're beatable is basically what I'm trying to say. You know, they're probably one of the oh, best yeah. teams in the country, but they they clearly are beatable. If a Florida team that has looked a little bit shaky uh, can can run them like that, I, I think Bama is a little bit beatable this year, but for Bama standards. <laughs> Totally agree. Um, another thing for Alabama is the defense looked shaky for them. I mean, yeah. the secondary bailed out the passing game with penalties and blown coverage. And then, yeah, the D line, they couldn't win the line of scrimmage. So, I mean, yeah, this is, they're still one of the best teams in the country, obviously, but um, yeah, I definitely have a couple concerns. Cause I mean, the expectations when you're at Alabama right. is to win a national championship. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Uh, we can switch over to the rivals now. The rivals took a loss at Penn State, uh, 28-20. They win in the whiteout. Awesome scenes there. It was like uh, the first uh, jump around where everyone kind of lost their mind collectively, like, oh, my God, we're back. But yeah. uh, that was fun to see. Um, Tank, Tank Bigsby was about the only one on Auburn who could get anything going. Bo Nix was a mixed bag on the road per usual. Um, I, I, he did do a little better than I, I thought he was going to do, but he still, I mean, he, he looks average at, at best most times. So I, I'm just not there with bone Nix. I don't think I ever will be. And I'll, I'm going to say right now, I am a little worried that, uh, our boy Mertz is, he's got a little bone Nix in him. Highly I recruited and, yeah. and doesn't quite live up to what, what we thought they were going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's too early to tell. Um, I can definitely see the comparisons. Yeah. I hope that's not the case, <laughs> but it could be. Um, on the other side of the QB battle in this game, um, Sean Clifford, he was actually impressive this game. He was 28 yeah. for 32, 280 yards, two touchdowns. I think he had one pick. Um, but yeah, he was huge for Penn State. Um, kind of surprised. Don't expect that every game out of Sean. Um, no, and I went back and watched it too. I, I still wasn't all that impressed if I'm being completely honest. I think mm -hmm. he's a really good game manager quarterback. And then it helps yeah. having arguably the fastest guy in college football on your team. Jahan Dotson put the team on his literal back again. Yeah. Um, the run game is so weird, man. Noah Kane two years ago was awesome. And now he can't do anything. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the line's fault or if it's his fault, but it's weird seeing him stifled, but yeah, I, I still, I I'm with you. I'm sure he's still out on Sean Clifford. I I'm not super thrilled with him. Yep. The again, so here the, the main takeaway for me was decision-making by Auburn. So twice on fourth yeah. down, you've got tank as your running back. Mm -hmm. Why aren't you using them? The first yeah. one, they took a field goal. It was fourth and one at the Penn state 26 yard line. And then um, the, the second time they threw a fade route yep. to Kobe Hudson, fourth and goal from the two yard line. Like I, I understand it a little bit, but no, twice, don't, not there's, to nothing, stay. No, there's nothing to understand. <laughs> Throwing a goal yes. line fade in college is the dumbest thing it's, you can ever do. You don't have Kelvin Johnson. You don't have, I don't know. Like, you don't, you don't have a big wide receiver guy like that. That can just, it's, it's college. Like, no, don't do it. Why would you do that? It's stupid. And you You've got a guy who you gave 23 carries. He averaged 4.4 yards per carry. Right. So, I mean, why not try him at least one of those times? I would have tried them both. But, yeah, yeah I mean, the decision-making by Auburn, 
could have cost them the game. So that was the big takeaway for me here. Yeah, it, it did cost them the game. Yeah. And I don't but, want to take anything from Penn State, but they've had two teams now that have been boneheads with our Badgers and now Auburn. So, yeah, yeah. And before moving on to the next one, I think we should talk a little bit about that um, third down punt situation. Um, yeah, that, that was, was a mess. That was crazy. So what ended up happening for people listening, so Clifford, and correct me if I, I'm wrong here, was first down, he got called on intentional grounding. And then two downs later, the officiating crew said it was fourth and 11. So yeah. they essentially took away a down that they shouldn't have. Um, dude, James Franklin's reaction. Did you see his reaction yeah. at halftime? That was great. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> One of the few yep. moments I've thought, he was actually funny. No, the whole yep. intentional grounding thing is a little bit confusing because, like, we were at um, it is. the Badger game when the whole Penn State thing happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, with because they had two intentional groundings in the Badger game on Mertz, and some people around me are like, "Oh, and they lose the down." And I'm and I was saying, "No, no, no, no. They don't skip the down. They just don't yep. get to replay the down they just had, like you do on holding and stuff like that." So because they because they say like you lose the you lose the down. It's like, no, well, not technically people just think of it in a different way. So maybe that's what happened to them, but I I could get why it gets a little confusing. Yeah. Yeah. The next game we were going to take a look at was Michigan state at Miami. Since I gave myself credit for a good bet, I'll give Bradley credit for a good bet. He had Miami money or Michigan state money line here. Um, You were, you were the one wired on this one. So I'll just kick it to you and you can talk all you want about Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes, that, that's basically what I'm going to talk about here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought they'd win to win 38 to 17 on the road. Did not expect that. Obviously, this game was a lot closer than the final score suggested because Michigan State outscored Miami 21 to three in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, both teams, they kind of took different approaches in this game. Miami took the air raid approach. They threw the ball 60 times. De'Eric King, he had 388 yards, two touchdowns, had two picks, which I would say that was probably the difference maker here was um, turning the ball over. On the other side, I mean, Peyton Thorne looked great. I mean, he had four touchdowns throwing the ball for Michigan State, but he only threw it 31 times. It was the, the run game that really kind of stood out to me. Um, Michigan State, they had 193 rushing yards. Miami only had 52. You you pointed out Kenneth Walker. He was he was great in this game. He had 172 rushing yards, um, one receiving touchdown. Um, yeah, I mean Michigan State. If I was you know a Spartans fan, if Thorne and Walker you know look even like three fourths as good as they did in that game, this Michigan State offense is scary. It, it, it will be interesting what they can do in the Big Ten this year. Yeah, I'll sit here. I'll be. I'll believe in Kenneth Walker. You you can believe in Peyton Thorne. <laughs> Thorns, yes. I don't Thorns, believe in him for a second. I agree. He's he's more of the unproven one. But I mean, he looked composed out there in you know a game on the road against a ranked opponent. But right. yeah, I'd say he's the one where he's still got to develop a little bit more. Yeah, Miami's getting into a little bit of uh, the Nebraska range where. Oof. That that old tradition team that used to be good always is yikes. It's not working. Nope, yep. Not working. Uh last game we got here, 
uh, Arizona State at BYU. Uh, BYU keeps pushing, <laughs> pushing on against uh, iffy Pac-12 teams, which credit to them, they're beating them. They somehow were outgained by like 100 yards and still, or I think it was like 40 or 50 yards, still won the game. Uh, I believe Arizona State had four turnovers and something like 16 penalties. Uh, absolute mess from the Sun Devils. They probably should have won the game. But here we are now talking about BYU again somehow. Jaron Hall, their new quarterback, he looks, looks serviceable, looks above average. So they got that part down at least. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I give credit here to the BYU defense. I mean, they started yep. with a six-man blitz, then settled into a zone scheme. Um, seemed to definitely give Jaden Daniels um, some – he definitely struggled in this game a little bit. I mean, he was 21 for 29, but he had two picks, no touchdowns. Um, the big thing I want to focus on this is BYU. I mean, they just – I'm not a big fan. They're very inconsistent. Yeah. They were up 21, seven and a half. And then the first three possessions in the third quarter, punt, fumble and interception. So, I mean, to only to be up, you know, 14 going in the half and then entering the fourth, you're only up four. Um, yeah. You just can't do that. If you're going to do that late in the season, it's going to cost you. So the inconsistency by BYU, that, that scares me a little bit here. Yeah, BYU is going to get got one of these games. <laughs> yep, for sure. For sure. <laughs> okay, on to our new uh, – not a new segment. We kind of did this a little bit with basketball, but uh, we got film class here. We're going to be breaking down uh, the classic Alabama versus Auburn, the kick six game in 2013. I – missed this game live and it is one of the biggest regrets of my entire life i was I at did. camp randall watching the badgers <laughs> lose to penn state again so i missed this game live too actually um i remember I, just like you exactly where i was i was actually in minneapolis with um my family and so um there was an apple valley game that night for basketball oh my god tyus Tyus unbelievably Brad (laughs) I know Tyus Jones was on the team so my dad and I went to the game and we went back to the hotel after the game was over Tyus had 38 points by the way if you were oh my god wondering um and yeah I saw this on sports center so yeah I mean I definitely was kicking myself for missing that too but yeah, yeah this this game is by far probably the craziest football game in our lifetime for, for endings. Yeah. I mean, there was literally, I mean, there's twice with, with eight minutes left Auburn goes for fourth and one on their own 50 get stuffed. And Bama was up 14 at the time. So Bama's got the ball to 50 with eight minutes left for sure. You know, they're going to score whatever, get a field goal or something. They go for fourth and one, their own uh, on their own 25. They don't get it. So it keeps it, keeps it stable still then Auburn scores or uh then with 430 left Bama has the ball again at the 25 yard line after a punt and they miss a field goal so there was like so many opportunities where Bama was just like controlling this whole thing but I mean it was number one versus number four Auburn just got off that crazy win against Georgia where that ball got tipped with like 40 seconds left (laughs) Just absolute mayhem. You get Vern Lundquist on the call. There's, there's nothing better than it. 
Um, yeah, after you were kind of talking a little bit about the fourth quarter to kind of break this down a little bit more, the game was tied with 32 seconds left. And so Alabama has the ball at the Auburn 38 yard line clock runs out. So that's the first crazy thing. Clock yeah. runs out. looks like we're headed to overtime. Nick Saban challenges the timekeeping call. And of course, after video review, cause it's Nick Saban, they put one second back on the clock. Right. I have the uh, same thing. down. <laughs> I said, Saban got mad that there wasn't a second left. And because he's Nick Saban, they put a second back on the clock for him. I literally wrote that down. Well, I mean, if you watch again, cause I didn't see it live, but watching like the yeah. YouTube videos, it did not look like I thought it. No, there was a second. It. There was a second. You thought so? Yeah. It was, it was close, but I mean, it I was mean, very close, but. They're going to give Nick it to Nick Saban. Saban. Asked, yeah. yeah, you put that second back up. And so then, you know, they put a second on the clock. Adam Griffith comes out for Alabama, attempts a 57-yard field goal, kick is short, and Auburn had their cornerback, Chris Davis, positioned at the goal line, catches the ball, runs the entire field. And, I mean, so they technically counted this 100 yards. It was really longer than yeah. that. Yeah, um, it was like the a, back of the end zone. It was like 109, really. And yeah, takes it to the house. Auburn wins the game. Um, it was just mayhem. Watching the fans' reactions, mm-hmm. it was it was nuts, crazy. Um, and did then you know that um, did you know Chris Davis led the team in tackles this game too? He had ten tackles. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Did you even tackle? Yeah, jumping the gun a little bit here, but yeah. Well, we already did. But, we we said what happened already. We we did, yes. Um, <laughs> Chris Davis, like the next or on that Monday, he said when he was walking to class, like students were following him around. And he said even girls were coming up to him and giving him like kisses on the cheek, <laughs> um, which I found hilarious. Legend. <laughs> I love it. But I mean, the names in this game yeah. are just ridiculous. Yeah. First of all, Kirby Smart, he was the defensive coordinator at Kirby, the time yeah. for Alabama. Mm-hmm. Then um, quarterback for Bama, A.J. McCarron, he had three touchdowns in this game. Um, T.J. Yeldon was on Alabama. He had 141 yards and a touchdown. Kenyon Drake was on the team. Um, on Let's get the to Amari Cooper already. <laughs> Amari Cooper, he balled out. I think he had 178 yards. He had a yep. touchdown. Um, Almost had Auburn, a rushing touchdown, too. Yeah, yeah. And then on Auburn's side, they had Nick Marshall. That was their quarterback. Um, the guy I loved on that Auburn team was Trey Mason. He was a beast. He was fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of looking through. I couldn't. I was trying to figure out where, where he uh, ended up. But, yeah, things didn't go well for him. But I remember him. Dude was a beast, man. He balled out in that national championship too. So do you remember him? Auburn had Sammy Coates to a wide yep. receiver. That was their big wide receiver then. Uh, I mean, OJ Howard was the tight end for Bama. CJ Mosley was on Bama. Yeah. Haha Clinton Dix was on <laughs> Bama. We do this all the time. Like, if you just look at old Alabama rosters, you're just like, what the hell? How is it, how is that even legal? It's it's not fair. It really is not <laughs> fair. And dude, I don't know if you looked this up, but Trey Mason in that um SEC championship game. Do you remember that game against um Missouri? That game was nuts. Um, yeah, they got they were in that they won 59 to 42. Trey Mason had 304 yards, four touchdowns. Um Jesus. that was the year two, I believe. 
So they got into the national championship game because didn't Michigan State beat Ohio State that year? And I think that's how Auburn got um, the number two ranking. And then um, that was – Yeah, that was the year they beat Ohio State. Yeah. Yep, and that was the year um, Jameis and Florida State, they were the national championships. Yep. They won that game. Um, and I think Devonte Freeman was on that team too. So dude, yep, uh, Freeman was on looking team. back at some of these rosters, it's, it's crazy to see where some of these guys are now. Well, I know. And this feels like it was like four years ago, but it was like eight, eight years ago. So it's, I mean, it's crazy looking back on that. Like Jameis has been in the league for seven years and yeah. Amari Cooper has been in the league for I think he stayed another year. So I think he's been in the league for like seven or six years too. I mean, it's just crazy how, I mean, it felt like yesterday. It did. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought this was interesting too. Um, not surprising, I guess, but they did ask Chris Davis at one point, if he's ever talked to Nick Saban about it, he said he saw Nick Saban in an event in Montgomery, Alabama, but they never really spoke about this game and I don't blame him. I, I, I'm sure Nick Saban, <laughs> Still is a little bit salty about it, even with all of his national I would have said championships. Something. You know me, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Got to rub it in. I, I felt bad because I went back and rewatched it, and I just I felt so bad for Cade Foster, the kicker for Bama. Missed three field goals, and then they trot someone else out for the game-winning kick, and then he misses. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. 57 is hard, though, for anyone, so you can't really – Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I remember people like giving him like a lot of shit. And it's like, what do you want? Like, what do you want from him? Yeah. 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 At, at that point, I mean, it's Nick Saban, so he's going to take his chance, but you really, it's easy to look back at it now, but um, you, you would have never guessed. I mean, you take the chance. Um, people say, you know, he probably should have had to overtime. No one would have thought, you know, he's going to take that to the house. So yeah. Right. All right, it's time to rip on some uniforms because we need to address some stuff here because my first one that I have is Fashion 101. I'm calling out Penn State because I'm just so sick of it. It's not creative. It's not traditional. It's just boring. Plain white jerseys are boring. I don't care what anyone says. Like It's one thing if you do the Notre Dame, like plain gold or one of those schools that do the plain stuff. Bama goes plain. At least they got like red and in red helmets. It's just Penn State's just all white. Yeah. It's so boring. It's not fun to look at. And I know our friend Sam is gonna defend him because I know he likes him. Can't stand those things. Yeah. Why anyone likes those is beyond me. <laughs> all right. So my first one I have is San Jose State. So yellow and blue, it just does not look good with each other. Those colors, I, I just don't think they complement one another. The all yellow is bad. Especially, right es yep, especially with the yellow jersey and the yellow pants combination. And then they've got the blue coming down the sides. You can't really see it on the picture, but um, and the helmet, uh, they got you know the little blue up there. It just doesn't really fit to me. It, doesn't look very good and I, I think I mean it looks like it looks like a mustard bottle yes it does that's a great way to sum it up it does look like a mustard bottle yep 
I will say though, Pitt's Pitt's got the same color scheme now because they switched back to yellow from the gold they have, and those those are actually kind of fire. Th- their helmets, I would say, look better because uh, they don't go all yellow. I don't think they go all yellow. No, they don't. They might, but I don't think they I don't do. think they do. Yeah, but yeah, yellow and blue just doesn't work, especially with the yellow jersey, yellow pants. San Jose State, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my next one will be Oregon. And this is a caveat because there are, there are some that are good and then there's some that are bad. And then there's some that are horrible, like those shitty, like water green ones that they wore in the Rose bowl. They're like muddy green, the most disgusting thing in the world. The fact that they wore those things at the Rose bowl is an abomination. Oregon's jerseys. They're just, they're too much for me. I can't do it with, I can't keep up with what they're wearing. The other Rose Bowl, they played the Badgers, and they basically wore mirrors on their head. Like, you needed sunglasses to watch that game because the reflections were just bouncing everywhere. I mean, yeah, they win, but, like, I don't know. Figure out your jersey situation. Phil Knight, you got to tone it down, man. It's too much. Have you seen, too, when they wear the, like, exact, like, it looks like a duck, so they'll, like, wear orange shoes, green, green, and then orange face masks for, like, the bill? I don't know if I've seen that. I'm sure you've seen it before. It's, it's, it's terrible, man. I do agree with you. I, I generally like the majority of their jerseys, but they, they do way too much. They change it way too much and they definitely yeah. need to tone it down a bit. So, yep. Next one I have here is Florida Atlantic. And so I'll start off with the helmet here. I don't know what that owl is <laughs> doing, but it does not look scary at all at all it's i don't think they use those anymore at least i hope they don't i don't think so but i saw this uh, and i think it might have been a year or two back and just oof i mean the owl it doesn't look intimidating the the wings on the shoulder pad that's another i'm here for the you like the wings i don't i think it looks corny um, the owl is the big one for me. It just yeah, the owl's bad. not not a fan of these at all. Yeah, this is another one that I think I'm hoping they don't use those anymore. But I feel like they might have this. I can't confirm because I haven't watched a lot of Florida Atlantic football. You're not this year. watching FAU all the time. Not a ton this year. Yeah. Damn, buddy. <laughs> I thought you were a football fan. <laughs> now that Lane Kiffin's gone. There's no reason to watch FAU. And Franklin. Franklin's not there anymore. When he was there. No Franklin, no De- no DeAndre, DeAndre either. Yep. No Tim Bonner. Yep. <laughs> what, is, what even is the reason? Exactly. All right. My last one is, is sort of like what you've been kind of doing. There, there's a uniform from a little bit ago. I'm pretty sure they don't wear it anymore. And I'm sorry to our boy, Jordan Mosley, but the Maryland, the Maryland stuff, the Maryland stuff is... Uh, it's it's not good. It's the the flag. I, I do I, I actually do kind of like it on the helmet, but the flag all over the jersey is too much because you got like the white, yellow, red, black. You got everything going on, and it it, it just hurts the eyes. You know, it, I mean, and it's it is a good flag. I'll give them credit. This is a good flag. I just don't think you need to put it everywhere. All right, I went with Tulane here. I just don't like any oh. of this. What? I I are you don't. serious? I don't like it at all. I am serious. Oh I just, my Bradley. I'll start off here. <laughs> These are like widely like regarded as some of the best uniforms in college football. I, I know I know other people like them. I 
hate it. I'll, the light blue, I can see why people maybe like it. I don't like it. I don't like the stripes on the pants here, the light blue, the green. The biggest thing I don't like is the helmet. I hate it. Again, it does not look intimidating at all. And to me, it looks like an angry thing, a toothpaste. So I don't find it scary. I know I'm going to get a lot of heat maybe for this. Tulane, I don't like it. I can't believe what just <laughs> happened. It's like universally loved. I, I know other people like it. I just, it's too much for me. Uh, the, the green, the light it's too blue, much. It's a wave and he's angry. It's fantastic. It, look at it though. It's got the, here, let me zoom in here. It just. Yeah, I know what it looks like. It looks awesome. I, I don't like it. It's not intimidating. I, it looks like a little kid drew it to me. Um, I think I might have to buy a Tulane green white <laughs> shirt now. now. Just ways that way, yeah, wear it around you. Oh my god, that thing is so awesome! I literally can't believe we're having this conversation right now. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Wow, wow, wow! That is that is something. <laughs> All right. One more segment left. Like I said, I wasn't too thrilled about the games coming up. It's basically Wisconsin versus Notre Dame and Texas versus or Texas A&M versus Arkansas this week. So, unfortunately, that's how the last week of non-conference usually goes. Yeah, this shouldn't surprise you, but of course, I found a few for for betting purposes that that kind of stand out. But yeah, oh yeah, well that that's why we put student loans here. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you want to go first or you want me to? I'll go first. I'll All be right. interested to see if we have any of that, that mix. Yeah. Uh, my first one is I got Wake Forest plus four versus Virginia. Wake Forest has been sneaky good this season to start. Um, we got a little, ta- little bit of a taste of them in the uh, Mayo Bowl. Um, Sam Hartman's been looking good. Defense has only given up 16 points in, in game at most. Um, they haven't played anyone super duper hard, but I still like what I've seen out of them. Virginia, good QB play, but that's about it for me. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna roll with the the Demon Deacons here. Yeah, for yeah, I like that one. I I, I would agree with you there. I think that's a good pick for my first one. I, I'm gonna start off with Arkansas minus five and a half at Texas A&M. Arkansas, I mean, they caught everyone's eye in the upset over Texas. The defense has been great. KJ Jefferson, he's emerged as their playmaker. And then with AM's starting QB um, getting hurt and now having surgery to repair a leg injury. I just, yeah, I mean, I feel good about Arkansas five and a half here. It is on the road. So that's, you know, a, no, it's at a, that Jerry's world. It is Dallas. It is a neutral site. Okay. Well, that, that's even better then. Um, and yeah, I, I just, think Texas A&M they haven't done a great job taking care of the ball I wouldn't do the money line here um because it's only plus 175 but yeah I like the Razorbacks covering here yeah um I don't trust Arkansas Arkansas's offense against Texas A&M like even a little bit I think I would take I would probably take Texas A&M but I'm going to stay far away from this game mm-hmm. I Arca- look Texas A&M's defense is in Texas that's all I'll say they're going to stop the run. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. AJ Jefferson's going to have to throw the football, man. Yep. And I don't think it's going to go well, but that's one, that's one man's opinion. Yeah. Um, my next one, you're, you're, I know you're going to love this. 
a little revenge for us picking UNLV to cover Iowa State. I'm going Iowa State minus seven versus Baylor. Baylor has played absolutely no one. There is no reason this this line should even be minus seven. So I'm going to hammer minus seven for Iowa State. Uh, I liked what I saw. They got a little bounce back against UNLV, which, I mean, that's what UNLV is there for. You need a little someone to beat down on. Uh, and uh, I still think Baylor's still trying to find their identity a little bit under Dave Aranda. Uh, you know, he's our guy, but I, I, I think Iowa State's going to run away with this one, if I'm going to be honest. So I'm going Iowa State minus seven. That's a good pick. That was one that stood out to me, but I kind of thought you'd take that that one so I stayed away from it but yeah I agree with you I mean Brees Hall when we were in Vegas he looked good um obviously it was against UNLV which mm-hmm. I cannot stress the importance of how poorly UNLV played when we watched them however yes it was good to see Brees um get get going a little bit yeah I agree with you I, I think they'll cover for my second game I took number nine Clemson minus 10 at NC State um, I, I just don't think it should be this low here, kind of like the Notre Dame, uh, cover against Purdue last week. I think Clemson's in dire need of kind of a morale booster. I think NC state's the perfect opponent for that Clemson. They lost the season opener to Georgia, and then they barely beat Georgia tech at home last week. DJ was 18 for 25. He had 126 yards, but he didn't have a touchdown. I think he's going to get in the groove in this game. I think he's going to go for a couple touchdowns. Also, I love Clemson's defense. I love James Skolski. Um, I love their other linebackers too. Balen Specter, I believe. He's fun to watch. Um, yeah, I think, you know, offense is going to get in the groove here. I think the defense can bail them out if they struggle. I like Clemson minus 10 here. That was far too much disrespect for NC State. <laughs> you like NC State? Who's better? Who's better, NC State or Georgia Tech? NC State. Oh, yeah. NC State is. But And how much did Georgia Tech lose to Clemson by last week? Do you? Well, here's my question for you. I don't like being the transitive property guy, but, I mean, now we're on the road against a team that's I know. better than Georgia Tech. Well, let me ask you this. If Clemson played Georgia State again – Georgia, sorry, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech again – do you think it would be 14 to eight? Cause I, I do not. I think, I think the well, offense, what they would do, what would they do differently? I think the offense struggled. I think DJ's got to figure yeah, it out. Yeah. And it's struggled the whole season. Why is it going to figure it out against a better defense? I mean, they have to now if, if they get later in the season <laughs> and I, I, he's got the talent, he's got the arm strength. He, he just needs to make, you know, better decisions. I, I they have the talent, so we'll see. Well, yeah, they got the talent. They have the talent to, to beat, Georgia Tech by like 25, but they didn't do it, did they? No. We have the talent <laughs> to beat Penn State. Did we do it? We did not. That's a little bit di- that is a ton different, Bradley Panucci. And you know well, that. you know what I'm saying. They're comparable programs. Georgia Tech and Clemson should not be a six-point game. No, no. But what I'm or saying eight. is football, like any other sport, it's about matchups, and every time you play isn't you're not playing your full potential every time you play. You can struggle. You can make mistakes. I think they're better than, you know, only beating Georgia Tech by six. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, I I think they'll bounce back. Um, I I think they're going to play a lot better in this game. We'll see. All right. I'll stop. I'll stop harassing you. (laughs) 
my last one here, I got a uh, Mississippi state two and a half versus LSU. I don't know if you saw last week, Mississippi state got absolutely hosed by the refs a uh, couple times at the end of the game should be coming into this thing. Three and zero. I believe now this line may change because Derek Stingley ended up. Uh, I think he's, I think he's going to be out. There's some talk about him being out. Um, look, they attacked LSU's defense last year. Uh, I think Mike Leach probably has figured out how to do it again. Uh, we're going to see very uh, well this weekend. We'll find out, but you know, I, I'm falling into the trap of Mississippi State should should win this one. It is at Mississippi State too. Uh, LSU hasn't looked that great, so I'm gonna go dogs. For my last one, I have West Virginia minus 17 at number four Oklahoma. Um, big thing here is Oklahoma's struggled um, early on in the season. They struggled a bit against Tulane. They struggled against Nebraska last week. West Virginia, while I still think they're a little bit unproven, um, they did have an impressive win last week, 27-21 over Virginia Tech. Um, they were up at 1.27-7 in that game. Um, only loss was against Maryland. Maryland's looked pretty good early on in the year. Um, and also, we love Jordan Mosley on this podcast. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean – I, I was high on Rattler going into the year. I have, you know, a little bit of concerns for him and the, the Sooners offense. Um, yeah, we'll see. I think 17 is a lot. I think Oklahoma will win this game, but I think West Virginia can cover here. Yeah, it feels like a trick, doesn't it? It could be a trick. Yeah, who knows? I mean, <laughs> it, it's betting for a reason, so who knows? I know West Virginia just be Virginia Tech, who we think is good. I, I don't know. This feels like one of those where like Oklahoma is going to wake up and be like, well, Oh yeah, we're Oklahoma. It could, it could be. Yeah. We'll I mean, see. We'll see. yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. That's the thing with looking at these spreads, you can go back and forth. Um, and, uh, it, 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 you talk yourself into it and out of it all week. Yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. That is our show. A bit of a shorter show for a boring weekend of football, but football nonetheless it's back let it happen we're going to be in chicago watching the badgers hopefully win against notre dame we don't need to air anyone out uh how much money they lost but let's just say vegas went well for one of us oh i would say vegas won well for both of us <laughs> if we go by we, if we, we go by what we said last week on how much we could lose it went good for both it, of us. yes yeah obviously i was in the negatives um but from <laughs> what we talked about um it i thought it was gonna, gonna go a lot worse so i'll i'll take that as a win even though it, i still lost money but yeah i mean you did pretty well um big things for me were the the cincinnati bet helped me michigan state the Washington was what killed me for NFL. That that was the bet that yeah. that really killed me. That hurt. Um, I just want to brag since we're bragging. I had Fresno State money line, folks. So I had a pretty good weekend. You did. You did. <laughs> I was screaming in our hotel room watching the, which I would have been so asleep if we were back in Wisconsin. But since we were on oh, two I know. hours, yeah, we were on on time with them that game it was i was up able to well follow on the phone because pac-12 network network is the dumbest thing on this planet so but anyways that was our weekend 
we hope everyone has another good weekend of college football. Good bets. Good luck to everyone. And uh, we'll talk to everyone next week. Gonzaga, the slipper still fits. Kemba Walker, step back. Walker, Cardiac Kemba does it again. Whoa, he has trouble with the snap. Rose, oh, yes. oh, oh. Got him. No, they didn't. Oh, my gracious. How about that? Okay.